Let's join Dr. Wayne Fry for today's message, already in progress. The importance of being who God wants us to be in order for us to do what God wants us to do. Because a lot of times we put more emphasis on doing, and we really should be putting most of the emphasis on being. Because God has called us to be who he wants us to be. Amen? And so once you realize your true identity and who you are and who you're created to be, it's not a problem. It's not a challenge to then do what you need to do. Amen? Praise God. And we're in the year of uh, overflowing abundance. We're in the year that we're going to experience double in every area of our life because it's simply our time. Amen? Praise God. And so Genesis chapter number one, uh, we'll give, uh, share this with you as our foundational text for this particular series. Beginning at verse number 26. Say, I have it if you're there, please. Great. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image, then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And so again, the Bible says in verse 26 that you and I were made in the image and likeness of God. How can we say you and I? Because Adam was representative of every man, every woman that, was, that would live on the face of the earth. And so because God uh, made him in his image and likeness, he also made us in his image and likeness. Amen? So turn and tell your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, you are, you are of, the God type. of the God type. Amen. We got to remember that we're made in this image and his likeness. His DNA is on the inside of us. And so there's, uh, there's God, glory to God, God, character of God, the fabric of God, uh, residing on the inside of us so that God and God wants to extract that out so we can begin to walk that out in this natural life. Amen. So we uh, began talking last week uh, created to be. We have uh, some words that we're going to expound upon as we talk about this created to be. And we talked about last week becoming become, becoming. And so we talked about how man has a great need to belong. Glory to God. We have uh, the need to belong is fundamental to our happiness and our well-being. And so we share with you two points. Number one, that we got to understand that we were all born separated from God. We were all born separated from God because we came into this earth realm with a sin nature because of the fall of man that Adam and Eve participated in. So therefore, we came into this world separated from God. But we also want to understand this, that we were born again accepted. Amen. We're born again accepted. So when you became a child of God, when you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you were, you were accepted in the beloved. So shout that with me this morning. Say, never rejected, only accepted. So when we understand and get that revelation and get that understanding that I have been accepted by Almighty God, and if God before me, nobody can be against me, then I can now walk at a higher level in life. And even though people will reject me, I'm still okay because I understand I'm still accepted. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Why? Because God did it for me. God took our place, glory to God, by sending Jesus to go through what we, what we should have gone through, praise God, so that we didn't have to go through it. So now we're accepted by Almighty God. Amen. Shout again, say, never rejected. Only accepted. Only accepted. Praise God. So today we're going to talk about this word believing. 
We're going to talk about believing. So we want to become, um, excuse me, belong, belong, and then uh, we want to then believe. And so we want to create an atmosphere where people can come and feel like they belong so they can open up their hearts and hear the truth of God's word. So then they can hear, when they hear the truth of God's word, they can then believe. And then once they can believe, they can move on to the next step. So we want to talk about this element of believing today. Amen. Praise God. First point I want to share with you today is we have been created with a purpose. We have been created with a purpose. You and I are here on purpose with a purpose. And you've heard me share it before. We may have been oops moments for our parents, but we were not oops moments for God. God knew exactly when you would get here. God knew exactly what geographic area you would reside in. God knew exactly what he wanted you to do in life because he has you here with a purpose on purpose. Amen. Amen. God does nothing by accident. Praise God. And so it's important for us to understand that I have a purpose. Now, the thing about it is you might not know what that purpose is right now. But the fact is, the truth is you have one. And you have a purpose, and you're here to make a difference. And you're here to be significant and not just take up space. Glory to God. And let me say this. I hear this in my spirit. It's never too late to fulfill purpose. If you're still living, if you're still breathing, it is not too late to fulfill purpose. So you got to get out of this. My clock, my clock is ticking. It's too late. I've, I've gone. I'm too old. No, 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 no. You just you just wiser. You just better. Glory to God. Because I told you a couple weeks ago, I'm not getting old. I'm just getting better. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. But you got to understand we're here with a purpose. Go to Jeremiah chapter one, please. Go to Jeremiah chapter one. And uh, we'll look at this uh, one scripture here as we talked about talk about this point. God created us with a purpose. Praise the Lord. Okay. Jeremiah chapter one, verse number five. Let me know if you're there, please. All right. Uh, New King James Version reads this way. It says, before God talking to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, look at what the scripture says. I what? Knew you. Before you were formed in the womb, God knew you. And so if God knew you before you were formed, how can you be a surprise to God? No, think about it. If he knew you before you were formed, that means before you were even conceived and formed in the, uh, in the womb, God knew you. If he knew you then, how can you be a surprise to him? Amen. He says here, for uh, I knew you before you were born, I sanctified you or set you apart. And then he says, I ordained you, Jeremiah, a prophet to the nations. Okay, let's look at this in the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version, same verse, Jeremiah 1, 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew, check this out, and approved of you. Oh, y'all missing some stuff. Y'all missing good places to say amen. Say, I knew you and what? Approved of you. Shout, I've been approved. I've been approved. Yeah, knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you, and I appointed you as a prophet, Jeremiah, to the nations. And so God is no respecter of persons. So if God knew Jeremiah before he was formed, he knew me before I was formed. He knew you before he was formed. 
And the Bible says he approved of Jeremiah. He approved of me. He approved of you, glory to God. And then he set us, set us apart and consecrated us for a particular purpose in this life. So there are some things that God has ordained you to do, guess what, that nobody else can do but you. Punch your neighbor and say, it's time to get with it, it's time to get with it. Come on, tell me, it's time to get with it. Because we've got to stop living like we, uh, we can't do anything. We've got to stop living like we don't matter. You do matter. You matter to the plan of God. You matter to the will of God being done on the earth. It's just up to you to find out, okay, what has God sanctified me and what has God set me apart to do in this earth on his behalf? Are y'all with me? And it's not all, all of us are not called to be prophets. All of us are not called to be uh, pastors. All of us are not called to be in full-time ministry. But you're called to do something. Amen. You have a purpose to do something, and now let me find that purpose, lock into that purpose, and, and fulfill it in my life. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout, I've been created, I've been created. With, a with a purpose. All right. Point number two we want to share on this believing part. I love this. God created us to believe him first. Okay, y'all are writing. Okay, I'll say that again. I said God created us to believe him first. Yeah, he created, he created us with a purpose, and then he created us to believe him first. Go to Genesis chapter 2. Should get there pretty quickly. Genesis chapter 2, uh, verse number 8. If you can't find Genesis, just uh, hold tight. We'll, we'll show it to you, all right? Praise God. We're going to keep praying, praying for you, though, okay? Genesis chapter number 2. Verse number eight, the point is God created us to believe him when? First. Okay, here we go. Verse eight, Genesis two, New King James says, the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground, the Lord made every tree grow that is pleasant in the sight, to the sight and good for food. For the tree or the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Jump down to verse 15, please. Genesis 2, 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. Okay. Now, God spoke that to Adam, and he wanted Adam to believe him. He wanted Adam to believe, look, you have everything here except don't eat from this one tree. Don't eat from this one tree. Because God never intended that Adam and Eve fall. He never intended for them to fail. He never intended for them to learn a lesson through experience. And we got to understand something, folks. Experience is a teacher, but experience is not the best teacher. Got it? Experience is, a, is an expensive teacher. Experience is sometimes a painful teacher. Got it? So it's not, it is a teacher. Now, don't get me wrong. You can learn from experience. But it's not the best teacher. What's the best teacher? Wisdom is the best teacher. 
Now, what's wisdom? Wisdom is basically getting information from other people's experiences, making adjustments in your own choices to avoid the pain and the expense that somebody else went through through their experience. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Got it? And so God never intended. God wanted Adam and Eve to just believe him and that if they would just believe him, it would avoid it or it would cause them to avoid all the pain, the suffering, and the hurt that they went through by experience. Amen. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Glory to God. So our minds, God created our minds, our souls, so sophisticated that we lock in and we believe the first piece of information we get on something, we believe that and we accept that as truth. Now, all other information after that initial rece receiving now is judged by the truth that you are now upholding. Even though that truth may be a lie, it's truth to you. Oh, come on now. Don't look at me like you ain't never believed no lie before. Some of you almost went to fisticuffs when somebody tried to challenge your truth, which was a lie. Some of y'all cut friends. When they came against your truth, which was a lie, because it was truth to you. Isn't that right? That's why, that's why the Bible teaches us to hear and hear the word of God, because sometimes it takes a little time. That you got to allow this truth to keep knocking on the door of your soul until you open the door to it. Are oh, y'all not hearing what I'm saying? Got it? You ever had a drip of water? Uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe have hard water or something, and then you, after a while you find you know you find the path of the water because over time it just creates a path for that water. Maybe in the ground, maybe on a piece of concrete. Uh, and no matter how hard the surface is, the, the it, if long enough that water, that continuous drip of water, will cause or change the, change the shape of what it's dripping on. That's the same thing with the word of God. You got to set yourself in a place long enough that you got to keep allowing this word to keep penetrating and knocking on your soul, saying what you believe is not right. What you believe is not right. What you believe is not right. But so, so many times when we hear something different, we want to shut it down immediately and don't come back to it. And we will never end up being in a place of change. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God wants us to believe him when? First, all right, go to Genesis 3 now. Genesis 3 should be a page over. Praise God. He wants us to believe him first. Okay, Genesis 3, verse number 1. You there? New King James saying, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse four, then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Verse five, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Look at this little slick rascal. <laughs> he is playing on the mere fact of what, or, or what God told them and what God wanted them to believe. But I want you to notice something in verse number five. 
the serpent said, God doesn't want, basically he's saying he don't want you to eat this because if you eat this, you'll be like him. But see, the truth of the matter is the woman was already like God. Oh, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. No, because they were created in the image and likeness of God. Come on, talk to me. And so now the, the serpent is, is telling her or the serpent is communicating to her something that he wanted, uh, he wanted uh, her to believe that she wasn't already like God. But the truth is she was already like God, so she didn't need to eat anything to be like him. Y'all see what I'm saying? And so now he'll come. God wants you to believe him first. But guess what? The devil also wants you to believe him. That's why he came against what God said to insert what he said. And just like the man and woman, just like just like Adam and Eve had a choice to believe the voice of God or the voice of the enemy. You and I have that same choice every day. Because God is saying something to you and the enemy is saying something to you. God wants you to believe him first, but the enemy wants you to believe him. Come on. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Glory to God. So God wants us to believe him when first write these down in your notes. Uh, we won't go to them for the sake of time, but write them down in your notes. Numbers 1411 talks about how long will they not talk about the people, children of Israel. How long will they not believe me? How long will they not believe me? Numbers 14:11. Write this down. Deuteronomy 9:23. De- Deuteronomy 9:23 says, "And and you did not believe him, nor obey his voice." So God, throughout Scripture, is admonishing people, "Why don't you believe me?" Because the heart of God is, "I want you to believe me first." Got it? John 3:15. Write it down in your notes. John 3:15 says. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So now if we, if we don't believe God, we'll end up in destruction. But the scripture says if we do believe God, we'll receive eternal life. Amen. Which one sounds better to you? Oh, come on. I said, which one sounds better to you? Yeah, eternal life, right? Glory to God. So the same way Eve had to make a choice which voice she would believe, we have to make that same choice. I'll say that again. The same way Eve had to make a choice which voice she would believe, we have to make that same choice. Amen. Now, we've been in ministry uh, for a few years. I mean, we've been in ministry for a few years. Uh, Actually, oh, wow, this October, it'd be 20 years. uh, 20 years uh, since I was uh, licensed to preach. Glory to God. (laughs) I passed the test. Glory to God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow, I didn't even realize it. Time flies when you're having fun. So we've been in ministry uh, for some years, and, uh, and over the course of ministry, there's, there's a few areas, a couple of areas, that have been more challenging in ministering to people to get them to believe. Amen. One area is in the area of marriage. When couples start going crossways, It's tough to get them to believe God's word for their marriage. Amen. I'm just saying, you, you can agree or not agree. I'm just saying. When, when, when they're done, when, when some are done, they're done. I don't care. You know, you, you, you ask them a question. You believe God can do miracles? Absolutely. Can he do one in your marriage? I don't know. In your marriage? I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. I got to pray about that thing. I got to pray about it. I thought you just said that God can do miracles. But now when we talk about you, I don't know, Pat. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's challenging to get people to believe God's word in their marriage, especially when it's in trouble. And the second hardest, or the first, really the first hard, the first area, or the area that's been most difficult and most challenging for me to help people believe God in, is in the area of finances. It's in the area of finances. Amen. Y'all said a better amen on the marriage part than y'all did on that. <laughs> but that's all right. Praise God. Yeah, finances. Because I, it, and when when I really examine it, is because when you challenge people to trust God in their finances. What you're asking them to do is to cut some heartstrings. Because Jesus says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So when you're asking people, even though you're giving them truth from God's word, when you're asking people to trust God with their finances, you're asking people to cut some heartstrings and replace that with God. And that's one of the most difficult things to do. You can say amen if you know. I know I'm right. I know I'm right. Because if it wasn't that challenging, many more of you and many more people that have been hearing me would be obeying God in your finances. Amen. And we can beat around the bush. We can, we can try to be nice about it. But really the truth of the matter is, if you're not honoring God with your finances, it's basically because you have a heart issue. You have a heart issue. You, you, your heart is somewhere else. That means something else has more of your heart than God. Oh, boy, I'm getting weak amens. Come on, lift your hands and say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on, come on, come on now. Come on now. No, don't, 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 don't leave yet. Don't leave. Hunt your neighbor and say, don't leave yet. Don't leave. Don't, don't leave yet. Say, tell them the mess is not over yet. The mess is not over yet. Some of y'all, some of y'all like, uh, can close the door. And, and y'all gone, boy, y'all. Boy, what they, boy, I hope they have some fresh beans at the, at the, at the buffet today. Y'all are gone. No, I'm serious. And so that's what I'm talking about. Because so really, if, if, you don't, if you're not honoring God, you, it's a heart issue. It's that you have something or your heart is attached to something more than it's attached to God. Amen. Amen. And then we'll, we'll, we'll say things, well, I, I can't afford the tithe. But really, the only way you can afford, listen to this, the only way you can afford to tithe is to tithe. Amen. And I'm not trying to play on words. The only way you can afford to tithe is to tithe because tithing uh, removes the curse from your life. So you'll never be able to afford to tithe if you never tithe. Because you'll still be functioning under a curse that's keeping you from being able to afford to tithe. Hunter neighbor said, you shouldn't make him work this hard in the morning. You, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't make him work this hard. But what are we talking about here? We're talking about believing. God wants us to believe him first. But because we got so much more information from improper sources as it relates to marriage and giving, we're not believing God first. And so now what God is saying is being judged by the information that you've already gotten. 
That's why people don't hear the truth and just respond to it. They, ha- they have to, they have to, they got to check it out. <laughs> they got to see if you're playing the game. How's this going to fit in my life? Who else is doing it? <laughs> oh, see, y'all, y'all. I know it's the first service, but y'all can get with it. Y'all can get with it. No, really, you can. And all this is going through, why? Because you're working on information that you chose to believe first because you didn't believe God first. Amen. 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 So what's, what are we talking about? God wants us to believe him when? First. first. Got it? And then point number three, point number three is this. God created us to believe him last. God, point number one was what? God created us with a purpose. Number two is God created us to believe him when? First. And number three, God created us to believe him last. Got it? Go to John chapter 20 now. Go to John chapter 20. Let's take a look at this here. Glory to God. Everybody doing okay? Y'all still here? Those of you who are on the way out, y'all came back? Y'all came back? No, really, I'm serious. Some of y'all was at the door. In your mind, that is. Because you know how it is. What is it, Ohio players? OJs, who was that? Bodies here with me? OJs, OJs. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I, I knew somebody didn't know. But your mind is on the other side of the side. You know, we, we, have, we, have that uncanny, we have that ability. We can be in a place, look like we're engaged, but we ain't somewhere else. We, we somewhere else. We at home, you know, washing clothes. We at, we at the grocery store getting groceries. With the restaurant eating, but we, we look like we engaged. Uh huh, uh huh, yeah, mm hmm, yeah, mm, good, that's good, that's good, that's good. You ain't, you ain't hearing nothing. So I want you here, I want you engaged, connected. So Hunter Neighbors said he wasn't talking about you, was he? He wasn't talking about you. John 20, John 20, look at this. Point is, we talk about God created us to believe him last. John 20, verse 31 says this, But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, check this out, and that believing you may have life in his name. Look at this. So these are, this, this, stuff, this is written so that you can believe that Jesus is the Christ. And that believing, notice that believing, not just believe, but believing you may have life. Because believing is meant to be a continuous process. And we'll have people jump up and say, yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe. But you believed 20 years ago. But you're not believing, which is a consistent and systematic process that you're taking yourself through on an ongoing basis so you can end up having life in him.